4: It's the Score North Twin Show.
2: Breathe. Breathe, my man, Declan. We are live on the Score North Twin Show. This is going to be Twins' vent line at some point. We can't give play-by-play because Major League Baseball will slap us upside the head. Phil Mackey, Declan Goff. We will tell you that the Twins are two outs away up by two runs in the ninth inning. A chance to end 19 years of playoff misery. <laughs> Judd's at the ballpark right now. They're one out of way, Declan. How do you feel? Duran is surprised- mowing down, dude.
5: <laughs> I'm surprisingly calm. Um, I did get yelled at after the first home run. My fiancé <laughs> was on a work call, and there was some explicitives yelled. And... Um, I try to warn her to get out of the house for these reasons, for the opposite reasons, but uh but I feel shockingly calm. I'm gonna save some takes here if, if indeed happens. I'm not gonna say anything until it actually happens.
2: Dude, I think I give full credit to your mustache, by the way. I think I think it's the sand. I think the 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 postseason slash streak ending mustache is is on point for you here. Um I mean, we're going to get into all of this and we're being presumptive here. Yes, we're Judd is on standby right now at the stadium. He's literally got his phone up right now. Oh, there we go. I think this is it. Pop him in here. I think this is it. It's so hard to tell. Let's put him back down there so we don't get in trouble for Major League Baseball. Um, But Royce Lewis came out, dude. Royce Lewis hasn't played baseball in two weeks. He hasn't played baseball in two weeks his first two career postseason plate appearances and the dude just hits bombs bombs
5: isn't it one strike away isn't it safe to say that that was already like the greatest postseason moment i've ever experienced as a twins fan and it was only innings one and two of a wild card round isn't that really sad
2: all right judd can you hear us is it over you're ahead of us is it over can judd can you hear us is it over (laughs) <laughs> he just got Judd's mouth. Is it over? But I don't I don't want to get in trouble for Major League Baseball. Let's see. Yeah, we got I mean from our streams right now we have a a full count and 2 outs. And uh the last time the Twins won a playoff game was almost 7,000 days ago. 19 years ago. Mm. Your guy Griffin Jacks came out he gave up that ringing double to start the inning, and then just mowed the next wow, three wow, guys wow. down, bing bang boom
5: as I tweeted that's a no lose situation for dex tweets, not a win win but a no lose situation
2: <laughs> yeah uh by the way, uh there is a, a runner on first base now because Duran just got super amped up here, okay, so yeah, the game is not over. We told Judd make it obvious on camera, but he was like showing the he was showing the the crowds so I thought the game was over. And of course, ESPN. You know, I applaud ESPN. It shouldn't be a big yeah. secret. You know, they start they start their telecast and they show the graphic. You know, Blue Jays fans are probably wondering, "Hello, there's a second team involved here. Why you're not talking about us?" They just showed the highlight from 19 years ago. Yeah, of uh, Ruben Sierra hitting a flare into the glove of was it Jock Jones, who I think caught the yep. final. Maybe it was Torrey Hunter. Can't remember. But um, yeah, this is. Um, I mean, the Twins have been here like five other times during the streak where they've had, you know, two outs to go. They got a two-run lead, whatever it is. I'm following Twitter here, by the way, so I think we'll see pretty instantly from, like, the beat writers. There it is, dude. It's over. It's over. Oh, my God, it's over. It's over. It's over. The, <laughs> ah! the Grady footage from Judge. The Minnesota Twins have won a playoff game.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> these guys, these are, yeah, they are the sports dad. Yes. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. We are live on the Score North YouTube channel. Judd, say what you want. I don't know if you can hear us. Here, let me go full screen on Judd. This is the vibe inside the stadium right now. Wave to Score North. Wave goodbye to 19 years of playoff misery and failures. The twins want a playoff game! We're gonna win twins, we're gonna score. We're gonna win
0: twins. (laughs) What's
2: a a
7: okay?
2: Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. Judd, can you hear us? I don't think he can hear us. We'll get Judd. Judd has his setup in the press box, so we will hear from Judd. Wow, dude. Wow, how do you feel, man? I feel good. Vinny's barking
5: even too in the background. I mean, this is um, this is good. This is this is great. I I brought you know in the event this actually happened. You know, oh, I was, I was here, here it is. Let's here. go. Yes, I was ready to rock here with a little with my whiskey, juice. celebratory. I didn't even have it. I didn't have a drink all game. <laughs> I resisted. I shockingly
2: resisted. Dude, I, decided, I mean, I need one. Unbelievable. I mean, it's. I was, uh, I was talking to my wife like an hour ago during that game. Royce Lewis getting the, uh, the post game. By the way, one more. Sorry, I'm all over the place. You're okay. Two other hitters in baseball history have started their postseason careers with home runs and their first two plate appearances. If you have to yeah. shut that door, go ahead and shut it. I am going door. to. Okay. <laughs> I want to make sure that uh, the, the Vinny doesn't uh, get trapped oh, in that room. Oh, my God. Incredible. Two other hitters in the history of postseason baseball. Yep. Have started their career with home runs in their first two plate appearances. Gary Gaetti yeah. in 1987 oh, yes. and Evan Longora, uh, Longoria in 2008. Do you know what those two guys had in common in 2008 and 1987?
5: Um, both went to the World Series.
2: <laughs> Just saying. Gary Gaetti yeah. won the World Series in 1987. Yeah. But my God the twins this is it's it's funny too cuz like target field is now 14 years old we've never experienced that inside target field Mm-mm. ever Mm-mm. the losses it's, to the yankees like the losses to the astros that's the first time in the 14 year history of of target field decks that we have experienced that feeling
5: uh, it's like i lost my virginity again or something like it's just it's it's a it's a weight that's been lifted off of me at this point um, and even obviously, you know, we're doing broadcast from home, but I literally said, I I can't as, as obviously euphoric as it must've been for all the fans in there, they had a sellout crowd, uh, to experience that live. I needed to experience that on my own terms and times. And for me, that was here at home. And luckily, um, they just get off to just the roaring starts and never relinquished a lead. It got a little yeah. dicey for sure. As most playoff games do No playoff games go like it is on, you know, a Tuesday against the Tigers per se, but man, it just a weight has been lifted off the shoulders. And that's what I was listening to a lot of other podcasts yesterday, just getting ready for this and just trying to also get a feel for what else is going on in, in the rest of the baseball scene. And uh, I believe it was talking Jake friend of the show who has actually been on this before. He came on with us uh, last year and said, whoever wins this series, there is an organizational lift from two ends. Number one, the twins, yeah. obviously we all know it with the playoff losing streak, but the blue Jays also being a team that, I think they have like a winning percentage the last three seasons of like almost 600 and they don't have a playoff win to show for it. So like yeah. they've they've had a great nucleus that's been ready too, And um and that's why now there's like this breath of fresh air if you're a Twins fan of, OK, it's over. And now you're playing with house money to get on to the next round.
2: Yeah. And now it's like this is this is the ultimate bursting of a sports bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's, I mean, think about, I know some of these players Like I wasn't around for. These guys leaned into it. And I really appreciate that because these, some of these you know, previous iterations of twins teams and even like the front office and stuff, Yeah, it's not really our cross to bear. We weren't around in 2004, 2006. Yeah. But you're around right now. And guess who was around the fans, the fans have been around for the whole time. 20 years. I was telling my wife earlier today, my career in this business, this business,
5: this business,
2: my career in this business. Started in 2005, I was uh, a baseball play-by-play broadcaster at KWC in Buffalo, Minnesota, calling amateur and high school baseball games. 2005, so half of my life, I've been you know just an idiot on a microphone talking baseball, talking whatever. Right? My career doesn't know anything other than playoff loss and failure. People that were born in 2000, 2003, there's people that have discovered Score North, right? Like. There's a generation of Twins fans that knows nothing other than getting whooped in the eighth inning of a playoff game. And so to finally just pop that bubble, push all of that anxiety aside, I do wonder. And now I'm excited because for the first time we can have this conversation about the bubble has burst. The American League is sort of up for grabs. What now? Now that like this giant weight has been lifted off the franchise's shoulders and these players' shoulders and coaches and everyone what is this team capable of now? Sonny Gray is on the mound for game two. So there's like there's like a whole fun conversation that we've really never been able to have in 20, 19 years watching this streak. And so I think with that, maybe we can start Break. I see you're kind of, you're yeah, you're populating the uh, green room here. So this is Twins Ventline, and it's just going to be a celebration of the Twins winning their first playoff game in 19 years. If you want to get on the show... We're going to use our Vikings Ventline email address, so just email vikingsventline at gmail.com, Thanks. and Declan will get as many of you in as possible. We'll hear from Judd, who's at Target Field. He'll join the show at some point, but let's turn it over to long-suffering Twins fans. You deserve this. Who's first on Twins Ventline, the Scornart Twin show, Declan? Jonah, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. What's up, Glad Jonah? Glad to be
8: on the show. That was a cathartic win it feels so good to finally get that monkey off our back. I yeah. was I was like 9 years old in 2004 when the streak started. I honestly don't even remember the last Twins win and it feels so good after just nearly two de- nearly two decades of playoff failure to finally be done with it. Royce Lewis I there's nothing to say. The guy is amazing. He completely Dude. carried us. Pablo Lopez has spun a gem. Overall, it was a fantastic game. Only nitpick is I wish the rest of the guys behind Royce would have done a little bit more, but you know, it's a long series. I'm sure there's gonna be more to more from the from the rest of the team.
2: Yeah, man. Jonah. Hey Jonah, Great what chef. what what year did you become a Twins fan? I'm just curious.
8: I'd probably say It was, I'd probably say it was 2002, 2003, but again, I don't quite remember all the way back there. I grew grew up playing baseball since I was like five years old, so I've been a lifelong baseball fan.
2: Yeah. Amazing, man. Jonah, thank you so much for starting us off here. A great way to start. By the way, I see some people. There's (laughs) Judd. How we doing? How we so doing?
3: It's a hot one out there. It's uh, it is humid, and I thought it might rain, but fortunately, it didn't. And I hope the uh, the atmosphere from the stadium came through loud and clear because that was awesome.
2: Judd, the Minnesota Twins just won an effing playoff game.
3: I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So, I. One thing I would like to credit, though, and I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but being here in particular, you know, all this fear about the fans aren't loud enough and the fans weren't going to be into the fans were freaking fantastic. Yeah. They came That's through
2: awesome. great yeah, on did. TV. Yes. yes. Yeah. And,
3: and they rattled Gosman. They rattled, they, they did the same thing. Now, it didn't work in this instance, but if you guys recall when Corey Crawford was playing goal for the Blackhawks and the Wild fans, Jay Crawford, and I, it did, I mean, he Gals, was good, but. Man. Yeah. Gals, they, man. He was, dude, throwing the baseballs out, the pitch comm didn't work, he chucked it. Kudos to these fans. I'm so tired of people, you know, taking a, you know what, on, a, on this fan base, yeah. you know, First of all, I saw them single-handedly play a huge role in the 87 ch- uh, championship in the Dome. Uh, in 91, they they were great. I would argue if you give them a player like a Puckett or a Royce Lewis to be excited about, these fans were outstanding. So kudos to you guys. If you're driving home right now or you're like Twins fans came through, let's let's put this narrative to bed that it's a bunch of elitist baseball fans. Amen. So, yeah, you guys you are know, awesome.
2: I, but I think... Here's what I would say. I think – and I'm not going to like – I'm not going to blame fans for any part of the 18 games. But there was a part there for sure in like 2019 – 2020 was the pandemic year. But 2019 – I would say 2006 a little bit too against the A's. 2010 at Target Field. The feeling was a little angsty and nervous in the crowd. Or it was like, oh, God, you know. There's it a, was, a Yankee on first base. It t- it didn't feel that way at all, at least coming through from outside the stadium.
3: To start today's game, it was definitely anxious, but here's the difference again. It goes back to a guy like Puckett. Royce Lewis is like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. Like like if you like okay, the pitching again, and we've talked about this, the pitching was good. But, you know, Royce Lewis was for the most part single-handedly your offense. He's just that good. Yep. So like I'm not gonna disparage it or take it away, but do you know how much it helps elevate a crowd and a team when one guy's like, Okay, yeah. I am the best, I know it. I mean I, I mean, can't begin to describe it. It's a star it's a star thing that we don't see all the time.
2: And and there and there is I grew up. I was born in 1985. Kirby Puckett was my favorite baseball player as a kid, and I, I do. I vaguely remember like Dan Gladden stepping on the plate in 1991. But Kirby was my favorite player, yeah. and so I feel like my generation, and then your generation—you were Gen X. You, you definitely like were an adult during the Kirby Puckett era. Two generations of Twins fans got to grow up watching the Moxie, the Guile, the bravado. Uh, the postseason heroics of Kirby Puckett. And, and I and I don't need to turn this into a referendum on some of the other twins. Like, Tory Hunter had some of that. There's some other guys that maybe didn't. Royce Lewis unquestionably has what Kirby Puckett had in terms of behind the, the chest bone. And and hop yeah. on my back, boys. Hey, 0-18, hamstring injury, I don't give a rip. I'm going to hit a bomb off of Kevin Gausman and start us off 2 nothing. Let's go, right? Like, I don't know how many players in the 19 years of this losing streak besides maybe tory hunter brought that attitude to the table and backed it up with their play on the field in a big spot like this
3: and keeping score of th- this game as i know dex did too what's funny is after royce lewis got the second <laughs> home, home run I'm dead yeah, nice book I'm too.
2: No, I will you, should. you should you frame should frame it, it. Actually, you should you know, frame it you know where you could put that too if you framed it we didn't have to start that conversation. No,
3: don't even start that. Don't, 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 don't. Um, but, but in keeping score, uh, there there was a period there before the uh, walk to Solano and single by Correa in, in the eighth, where I believe two of seventeen hitters reached base, and there were seven strikeouts. Okay, ordinarily that would cause the clenching, wouldn't it? But you didn't think about it because you had this guy who had been so clutch. So, so like this is, this is the difference. Look, the Twins have had a lot of good players. Joe Maurer, Morneau, Torrey, who was a dynamic personality. But here's the difference. Royce Lewis goes up there in his first two two at bats, first on a 3-2 four seam fastball and then on a 3-1 and hits home runs both ways. Yeah. It makes up. It makes up for, and it gives. I'm telling you, it gives everybody confidence that this team has lacked. Like I, I can tell you right now, Puckett was huge in both of the World Series championships, uh, and you also had guys then who followed along like Guyetti in '87 and Herbeck, right? But when everybody else can follow that lead, like that brilliance, and that's what we saw. Man, he can barely. Bryce Lewis can barely run right now, and he did do trot it twice.
2: Yeah. I want to know too we'll we'll go we'll just do a barrage of twins fans here but i do want to know from the fans that come in and then in the youtube comment section click that like button and the subscribe button on the score north youtube channel please uh did you get a little emotional did you well up a little bit i've seen a lot of people that this was this was a classic sort of sports emotional moment i feel like and um and i'd love to know like in all honesty did you get a little sports emotional watching the final out recorded declan Let's go to the Twins' vent lines here, celebrating the Twins' first playoff win in 19 years right now.
5: Let's go to Jake next. Jake, what's up, buddy? Hey, can you guys hear me all right?
2: We got
1: you, yes, Jake. You yeah, man.
5: Yeah. So I
1: was born in 2003, and we haven't had like much success obviously since then. But I would say if you guys remember the Blues Wild series and how good Kaprizov was, Royce kind of reminded me of that. Just he said, you know what? I'll put the team on my back. And it just put a not a look it got a little emotional, like a smile to my face. Yeah. Seeing them do that, it was awesome.
2: Yeah. God, it was I mean, the fact that it was questionable that he may not even be on the roster like, you know, twenty four hours ago, and then he comes in and just lights it up and puts the whole puts the whole franchise, puts nineteen years he put Tory Hunter on his back, he put Justin Morno on his back, he put Johan Santana on 38, his back.
3: Th- 38,000 plus on his yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> It was awesome. Amazing, Can't man. wait for the
1: Bulldog tomorrow, though. I think we'll
7: win this in two.
2: Twins and two. Yeah, twins. And, people laugh, yeah. man. People laugh when we said twins and two, but who's laughing now? Jake, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Right, who, uh,
5: in fact, Sonny Gray's son, Declan, brilliant guy, by the way. I don't know. I don't know. I've never given him enough credit for naming his uh, own son Declan, said it's the playoffs. Better win tomorrow, Dad. Declan's no ball. That's all I got to say. a couple
2: of Declans putting pressure on Sonny Gray to close this thing out tomorrow.
5: A couple of Declans <laughs> cutting it up. That's what we do. Let's go next to uh, Max, or Royce Jr., as he's labeled here in StreamYard.
2: What's Royce up, Jr., what's up, man? Nice. Can y'all hear me all right? We got you, yeah.
1: All right, I'll be quick. I was born in 98, was a Twins fan for like six, seven, eight. but I remember at some point them losing so bad that I just stopped watching them, literally until today. I didn't watch the Bomba Squad, I didn't watch anybody, but this <laughs> team feels they feel good, they feel nice to watch, so I gave them a chance, and it actually brought out You know, some happiness, that little boy that didn't want to watch them from like eight to 25 that I am now, you know, he came out. So he was happy to see that. I'm hoping for, you know, a first round battle more than a wild card two game. That was nice. Uh, But yeah, you got I'll hang up. Oh, I will say this. I will say this. I have never screamed louder at a TV than when Carlos Correo threw that ball at home and got him out. I've never been so excited for baseball I play. Go twins! I love you guys. I've been watching for like years and years. Have a great awesome, day, man.
2: Thanks. Hey, Max. Thanks you. Thank you, man. He's right that, about that. Dude,
1: that defensive
3: that play, play is incredible. Was well, insane. and insane.
1: And I, I tweeted
3: this, um, and, and it did not turn out to be bad luck. But that when that play was made, and Polanco for the second time in this game had butchered a play at third base, um, it felt like that might be a little bit of uh, the reverse of our sports jinx, right? Because ordinarily, you start Polanco, and we warned you it, it, it might not work. Correa comes in, and by the grace of God, Bichette hesitated for a second, or I think he scores, and Correa makes that great play. And I'll I'll say this, too. Michael A. Taylor made two or three, but at least two outstanding plays. The leaping catch that saved two runs against the outfield fence, the diving catch earlier. Um, Julian and Polanco lived up to what I expected from a fielding standpoint, but Car- Carlos Correa and Michael A Taylor were outstanding and I mean that saved their bacon because without the if Taylor doesn't make that that leaping catch the score is tied. Mm-hmm. Kiermaier was on first. Kiermaier's fast. He scores.
2: Yeah, I mean god like by the way, uh, I thought Michael A. Taylor made the great diving catch. That was a can of corn up against the wall, man. All right, Louis Varlin, there was never a doubt. My guy, Louis Varlin, that was a pop-up. That it helped. was a little windy. That was like the a, mid, a mid-range side. pop-up. Okay. The wind you know kind of took it a little bit. Gilberto
3: Celestino might not get that ball. That's all I'm going to put out there.
2: Wow. I didn't see Gil. If you had Gilberto Celestino drive by from Judd on your bingo card here, then you can check that one off. <laughs> He's out 40, man. Poor guy. Uh, who's next year on Twins Vent Line?
5: Alex, what's up, buddy? You're next.
2: We did it, guys. We won. Alex. Alex. Let's go. The Twins won a playoff game.
3: Here's your imaginary flag.
8: <laughs> we're oh. waving
3: an imaginary flag.
8: I can't believe it. It's it's so unbelievable. And, you know, the crazy thing is, too, is a couple weeks ago, you know, you got Royce Lewis and Carlos Correa both getting hurt. If they're both out, you know, longer than what they were, we don't win this game today. I mean, Royce Lewis on offense, and you know, Correa got his hit. But I mean, that play by Correa was unbelievable defensively. I mean, and I mean, Jud, you definitely were right about third base, and, and the yeah.
9: feels a little ugly. But they, yes,
2: might want to, they, they might want to address that before game two. But I, it's probably not the first thing they're thinking. There was another play b- before that, the headline play by Correa. Like two outs before that, there was a ground ball on the right side of second base. And, you know, he's the guy's had foot problems. Like he just Julian. sprints across the bag. And
3: Julian was going the wrong way.
2: Julian's like, I'm good on this one, guys. He was <laughs> totally
3: confused about the route. And Correa's just like, I mean, that's the one thing um, for as bad a season overall as Correa had at the plate. Again, don't take his play at shortstop for granted. We've seen a lot of shortstops in this town. Mm-hmm. and and i mean i think the last shortstop that we had that in this town that makes that that play is probably a gagne type greg gagne like i'm not sure jj J. hardy Boy. makes that
2: play does jj J. hardy make that play i'm trying to think of like well you don't want to hear this Gusey, but, uh, who knows what's his name uh, andrelton simmons makes that play but
3: yeah i don't, know, I don't I want, consider I, I don't consider die, him don't. to be a, yeah i'm not going to really <laughs> put him in twins lore
8: half the team hates him anyways so
2: yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, Alex. Hey, man! Fall. Thanks for coming on here, celebrating the Twins win. Let's keep it rocking here, Dex. Let's keep the celebration going. Well, over I two, 2 thousand people hanging out with us on this live edition of That's the Scorner so awesome. Twins Show.
10: Let's go next to Will here. Will, what's up, buddy? Will, jeez, Judd, we've met. I don't know if you remember. Remember, probably one, not. Two.
2: He definitely doesn't remember when? your name, Will. When and where?
10: At uh, Gopher Tailgate before Nebraska.
3: Oh yeah. There you go. See, there you go. I just need the time and place. Yes, absolutely.
10: Number one, it has been said ten times already today, it cannot be overstated. This means so much to people like me who are twenty one who haven't seen this type of playoff success. My lord yeah, did that feel well, good right, when that laptop but... came through.
2: Yeah. What was the I mean real quick, what did like what went through your body and mind when that final out was recorded? The first time you've ever seen the twins win a playoff game.
10: Uh Honestly, disbelief like this stuff doesn't happen, so it just I, I don't know, like it, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, um, <laughs> number so two, um, Judd was right, Declan was wrong. Griffin Jacks after that leadoff double by Guerrero was unbelievable. Good um, thing. it ran through my mind at that leadoff double. I go, Declan's gonna have a field day on Twitter, just absolutely, you massive. Came back.
2: people. He was like, fine. Dude, I love that Declan is going to frame the scorecard that says Griffin Jacks. Jacks. Six one, pitches, three strikeouts, and a weak contact in, rounded at first. No runs, <laughs> two strikeouts. Yeah, He's going to frame that it thing and good? throw it up on his wall.
10: It was awesome. I can't. Jeez.
2: Yeah. Will, hey, thank you. Congratulations to you for seeing your first Let's Twins show playoff again, victory. Will. Let's,
9: Let's do it again. God, I will see you. Sky U M A Maroon Lot. I'll see you
2: there. <laughs> Amazing. Michigan coming to town this Saturday. Uh, let's keep it rocking here. I don't know.
5: I'll be there. Tristan, what's up, buddy? You guys get me good?
2: We got you, Tristan.
5: Yeah.
7: Uh, I'll answer uh, what you're asking, Twins fans. I'll be honest. I'm a grown man.
2: I broke down.
7: I'm 21 years old. Be-
2: Tristan, yeah. it's okay to cry. It's okay to Sports cry. Sports crying. Sports, Sports cry. crying, Sports is, crying awesome. is okay. Purge that. <laughs> that. Purge it. <laughs> uh,
11: just like, uh, I can't even remember his
7: name. Will, Will, right? That's his name. Yep, you got it. Still in disbelief. Still in disbelief. Like you said, it doesn't happen. And, you know, Royce Lewis and Carlos Correa are the reason why we wanted it. And we've been talking about it on the side, Jorge Blanco. We've all been worried, but, hey, he's great at second base. And although he made a mistake, Carlos Correa showed why he's going to be a future Hall of Famer based on his defense because he made that play threw that rocket arm to home plate, and honestly, that's why we win the game. The Blue Jays could have had momentum and come back and won that game, but because of Carlos Correa, cool, calm, collective, yeah, if you stack that close, you win that yep. game.
2: Amen. Tristan, Thank thanks you guys. for coming on. Love dude.
7: the show. Big time Thank
2: buddy. you, bro. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, I, I'm, I'm excited for the conversation at some point to be focused on, okay, now what? Because we haven't had that ever. In my career, we've never had the, okay, now they're winning a series, you know, now what? But if we could like put together a checklist of was it worth it or not worth it, right? The Luis Arias for Pablo Lopez trade, worth it. Worth it. it. Yeah. Car- yeah, Carlos, Carlos Correa... Workers. With his questionable MRIs and chronic potential chronic right. ankle problems, you know $30, 35000000 dollars a year. Cow farmer don't make those plays necessarily. Worth it, it. yeah. Yep. And then Royce Lew- was it worth drafting Royce Lewis over Hunter Green for the first well, yeah, overall man. pick five six years ago? Worth yes. it, yes. Worth it, yes. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Yes. Uh, who do we got? <laughs> you got a va- is there like a uh, janitor yeah, I, behind I, I, you? Right I, now? I muted him. I don't know what that okay. was,
11: but
5: let's go to uh, Amanda next. Hi, Amanda. What's up?
9: Hi. Hi guys, can you hear me? We got yes. you, Amanda. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm totally excited about this win. Um. It was 19 years ago. I was a um a junior in high school. Um, and it was also the same season I became a Twins fan. So you can wow. imagine my feelings.
2: Great timing after, by you. Yeah. After
9: that strike. After that uh, streak started, but um, I just, I do have some concerns about um, tomorrow's game because I know um, I have noticed that when Sonny Gray has pitched, he doesn't get a lot of run support from us. So I'm just wondering what your take is on all that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I first of all, Amanda, thanks for coming on. I love that we're Amanda just started the conversation that we don't know how to have, which is the Twins won the first game. Now, what do they do strategically in the second game? How do they close the series out? That's a conversation that that predates social media, going back to Game Five against Oakland in two thousand two. But obviously, at some point, someone other than Royce Lewis has to show. I'm not ready to have the conversation about, like, what went wrong yet. Um, but, yeah, like, it'd be nice if somebody else besides Royce Lewis could hit a three-run homer or something and put some runs on the board.
3: Yeah, I think you have to assume uh, that it's 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 going to be a close game with Gray and Barrios pitching. And so I think it's pretty clear-cut Polanco can't play third again. Like, you can't can, – That that's just – that is asking for trouble. I'd put Polanco at second. Um, D.H. Royce, obviously. Julian probably can't play then. But, and I, look, I love the kid, and, and he brings a lot with his eye and his at bats. Um, but these games are going to be, and playoff games should be far too close to take th- that chance. So I think it's actually, unfortunately, pretty simple. Polaco goes back to second. Julian doesn't start. Um, Farmer Castro
2: plays Let's third see. base. Let's see. It's, but dude, Julian is one of the best at bats in that lineup. I know to, to, start I mean, the, to start the game the way that he did, just I, work an account. Like
5: you're going to play uh, face a face of righty tomorrow too, and Barrios. Like,
2: yeah, I, yeah, I, know. I, I can't, can't sit Julian. I, can, I would then, almost rather play like Julian at first Pol- base and take my chances that way, and put Polanco at second, than keep him out of the lineup. Okay, that's a that's a super. I'm hot just saying right now, you can't
3: have I can't have Polanco at third third again. That's you're you're asking for trouble. Like yeah, you but did you're it and asking you got for trouble
2: not having Julian in the lineup against a right-handed yep. pitcher that. Tends but to melt what are you going sometimes?
3: So are, are you going to put um, Julian, who's played like
2: two games at first, at first? No, I'm going to drink some champagne in celebration and then worry about <sighs> so it. So you get no,
3: no, no. Don't go, don't go to <laughs> no, no. Don't go Twins 2009. Don't go game 163. I'm not going to get slammed. Get, I'm just get, you know, no. Don't still don't. Like a celebratory no, glass of no. I know it's been a long time, but let's act like we've been here before to what? close no. it out. Why? Let's act Why? like we've been here before. Because like you can close been out here the series. Judd, it's, can... been, it's been 19 years Are it... you got? I've seen two World Series. Close the damn thing out. It's a best two or three. Win the first, win the first two For games. Sure. Go to Houston. Get done but with Judd, it.
2: You can't tell a generation of Twins fans to. Act. Okay, but we're talking to fans, right? Or are you I talking to? Are you? Is Rocco I'm about the team. Right now? I'm talking about Rocco's the team. Rocco's in his office. Watching. I'm talking
3: about the team. The <laughs> fans aren't going. That if you play Polanco at third and you're the Twins, you're asking for trouble. And I agree with you. I would prefer Julian plays. But I'm saying if we're going to talk about what the team is going to do, I mean, you win tomorrow. You get a couple days off you play Saturday in yeah. Houston life is good fans should in- enjoy this but the reality is the twins shouldn't they should be but they should be working on how are we how do we get out of here in two because it's possible
2: I, now I just think like I okay let's let's actually have this conversation real quick and then we'll get back to twins fans because it's fun we get to have this strategic conversation far yes, It's, it's a freaking series right Absolutely. I agree that Polanco does not look or feel comfortable at third base despite the fact it, – it's weird because he's this veteran. He's shorthanded at second. He's it's a pressure. in the playoffs.
5: Like, I'm just going to call sure, it right it's now. It's pressure. He, he, well, no, you know, he, he has they had numerous screw-ups in was the he playoffs. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I know yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself, but he has had numerous screw-ups. Well, I, you if, know what? If it's between Julian and Polanco tomorrow, like I only get one, I'm starting Julian. And then if I want, I can put in Polanco in the event that you wanted to put
2: in a sub in. I need Julian's bat in the lineup. So yeah, if we're so gonna have a conversation about moving Polanco okay. off their base, then we have the, to get more creative than, than I'm I'm I am protecting Julian in that are lineup. You, he has to be in the lineup tomorrow.
3: Okay. Are you as Dex just said, willing to take Polanco
2: out? How many games did Julian play at first base this year? Like two. Two or, two or three. You would have said. I five. think he came I defensive in replacement,
3: first. and I think he started two. <laughs> I think he's at three. Declan's
2: probably right. You know what I do? You're- Screw it. Royce Lewis at third base tomorrow. Dude, he can barely he he can he was, rake. He was hopping around. He looked great. Yeah,
3: I don't want him hopping around. And again, I'm telling you right now, third base where you have to push off. Okay. To to go to go horizontally, that is not good for a hamstring.
5: This is easy. You're facing a righty and Jose Brios tomorrow, right? You're facing yes. a right-hander, in Jose Brios. Jorge Polanco is hitting 233 against righties, 310 against lefties. Decisions made. You don't he play Jorge the Polanco. He comes
2: off the bench. He comes off the a yeah. pinch I'm ridiculous. fine with that.
5: Boom. Okay. You, you okay. Don't start. Yeah. Excuse me. You don't start Jorge. Just, That's fine. I'm fine with that. We just clinched the series. I'm, I'm right fine with there. that. Welcome, Welcome
2: right Marco. there. Yeah. I That's just right. And we've never been wrong once on this never. show. Okay. At all. Well, we are flawless in our takes.
3: But just to be very, very clear, I think the fans should enjoy this. It's a great win for the fans. But as the player said, well, and, and Pablo Lopez did a great job of articulating this, which is we feel for the fans. So the fans got their, their win. The team has a chance now if they do this right. Like, I don't want to go to a game three.
2: Oh, I, don't want to, I don't want to go to a
3: game three, although although the good news is you now have a player who will go to a Game 3 and, and be very, very cool, calm, and collected about it.
2: Exactly, yeah. I and mean, that is the good news. Paralyzing anxiety anymore. Okay, let's keep it rocking here. By the way, thank you guys. There's a couple thousand people hanging out with us here on the Scornorth YouTube channel. This is the Scornorth Twin Show, Twins Vent Line, where we turn the show over to you guys. Please click that subscribe button and the like button on this YouTube channel. We will be going live after all of the Twins playoff games, and there appear to be multiple more on the horizon here. Um, all right, who's next? Declan? Let's go to Brian next here. What's up, Brian? You're oh my on
5: Twins vent line. Tess, Tess, can you guys hear me okay?
2: Brian, yes. We nice, got you.
12: nice. What a win. What a win. Oh, my Let's go. goodness. Hey, just Great. real quick. Been a big fan of the Score North. Oh, uh, and watched you guys listening about 2016. Back to the ESPN 1500 days. Uh, love, love all your work. Uh, what a win. I'm so happy. I just finished bawling my eyes out. I think yeah. that, my, my tears are gone. My family's <laughs> texting me. Um, but it's nice to get that thing off our backs, but real quick, I actually want to show you guys something real quick. I got the newspaper for when we took out the, when we won the 87 world series right there. So I got a Mm -hmm. little collage and everything. That's awesome. Magic. But, um, but yeah, just real quick. I, uh, I I thought that big save from Correa that was huge. Um, Uh, Jorge Polanco, you know, had a little underperforming game. Um, but here, here's the one that I didn't hear anyone say yet. Actually, what about that save from Michael Taylor out in center field? Yeah, I I think that's what it was. You know, he, he saved the home run. Yeah, exactly. He, he did a big deal. So that was another big critical play. Um but it, it it was awesome. I'm just happy to be here. Um but just I, I was born in 89. Phil, I think I'm around your age, a couple years yeah. younger. I'm I'm 34. So I, I I lived in Minnesota back in the day, but now I'm here in South Florida. I was there like in the dome for Eric Milton's no-hitter game back I was ago. too. What?
2: What? Where were, where were you sitting in that?
12: I got my tickets still. I'll have to check the section and seats and everything. But I think I was on the on the third base line in the in the lower deck or something. It was so long ago.
2: We were right. We were in the fan. Like my dad and I got last minute tickets in in like the family section. It's, it was like the upper deck right above home plate. And I just remember it was like an eleven a.m. game or something. And Gophers the played eight, that night? Yes, and the Angels had it was a bunch of triple a guys and Troy Glouse, I think, and Eric Milton just mowed them down. It was great. He
12: he he destroyed them. It was an awesome game. But I'm so happy we, we got the camel off our backs. Um, you guys do a great job. I, I I listen to you guys every day. It's just really hard to call in because I work nine to five. I'm in school. You know, I don't have time to, to check in. But I am I'm a lurker on your channel. So awesome. appreciate That's you, Brian. Thanks. Thank Either you. Way, thank you, bro. Thank you.
3: Appreciate thank you. Thank you very much. Do Do you know who? The the Angels' interim manager was that day. They had um, fired their manager, a, a young a young man at the time. Wow! Uh, give me like a hint. Um, he became a very successful manager in the big leagues and uh, won a World Series. Joe oh, Madden. Joe Madden! Yeah, Joe, Joe Madden, Madden, Madden was the interim manager. He was promoted and then he didn't get the job. That's right. And then left for Tampa Bay.
2: Sosha because they hired Mike Sosha, right? Yeah. To get wow all
3: Joe right man. let's keep
2: keep the celebration rocking here
5: michael what's up buddy you're next on hey,
2: michael gentlemen how are we doing this evening i, I it just feels, feels like good. a new era a new era of twins discussions of twins fandom it just feels like a new breath of fresh air here
4: it's wonderful to have the monkey off the back especially after 18 years I, I will say though, it's very disturbing how many people born in this century had never seen a twins victory. Like that's Dude, just I
2: know it's what, what, well, when, when was your first year as a twins fan?
4: Oh gosh. Uh, so I remember the 87 and the 91 world series. So, okay. uh, I'm, I'm old. I'm, yeah. I'm not quite as old as Judd, but I'm, I'm getting there.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> um, it's not a lot of fun.
4: No, no, the back hurts a lot.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, However, I, I got to say, nobody is saying the MVP of this game. Yes, I, I realized Lewis hit two home runs. He had all three RBI. But can we give it up for his bed? For him having that good night of sleep last night and being able to play today? I don't know if it was a, a sleep number, a temper pedic whatever it was. We all should go out and buy one tomorrow because, gosh, that's the greatest night of sleep any of us will ever get.
2: It was probably a hyperbaric chamber knowing some of these athletes, but, you know. I'm not sure you can get one of those on Amazon Prime, but, uh, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, last couple of points. I've been on multiple times. Love you guys. You know it. Uh, I will say it is very exciting to have something other than wild hockey to be excited about in October. Yeah. I'm not used to that, uh, not being a Vikings fan. So, uh, And lastly, my write-that-down was Royce Lewis is going to have more home runs and a better batting average than Carlos Correa. Uh, if I didn't specify, I meant that through the postseason, too. You know, oh. so, uh, you know, just uh, I just want to make sure
2: that's clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that was the spirit of your prediction, then, you know, we can do the math. And see what happens. Uh, it, I don't know about this. Yeah, I know. It, it, absol- it, yeah, it I don't absolutely
4: know. was. I mean, I totally predicted that uh, Royce Lewis is going to get hurt and need the whole postseason to beat Carlos Correa. I mean, that was completely what I thought.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we'll take it to lawyer Chase and see what, uh, what he has to say about it. All right. <laughs> Hey Michael, Perfect. thanks. Congratulations as a twins fan to you and thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate. Thank you,
4: gentlemen.
5: Appreciate
3: you very much. Yeah, dude. Yep. I think the relief too of the of the Minnesota Sports fan plays an important role here. I mean, it's been two thousand fifteen since the Wild won a playoffs series. Um, It has been, you know, 2017 since the Vikings won a playoff game. It's been 2004 since the Wolves won a series. So beyond the 18-game losing streak gloriously finally being done, I think anything like this for for a generation now of fans is just such a breath of fresh air because, like, this is the fun. Like, every pitch, every pitch in today's game, people were into from the first pitch on.
2: Yeah. I mean, you like it, brought it up uh, when you came on, you know, 30, 40 minutes ago. The fans were excellent in this game. Dude, I remember the 2010, the game one against the Yankees, the first playoff game at Target Field. And I remember watching fans tell other fans to be sit down, be quiet. We're trying to watch the game. And other fans, like half the fans are like, right. what? No, like we should, we should be up. We should be cheering. Today it was like everybody was on the same page. It felt like during times of turmoil, sometimes you get that Minnesota sports fan butt pucker feeling in an arena or a stadium. It felt like every time the Twins came to a crossroads of, oh, man, there's a couple guys on base or, boy, I don't know. Griffin Jacks gave up a double to start the inning. And now you got you know, Vlad Jr. coming up, whatever it is. It's like right. the fans rose to the occasion to try to help the Twins win the game, if that makes sense Sounds corny. But that's what I felt watching the game.
3: Well, and I, I think back in 2010, there was also this sort, sort of expectation that, I, I mean, one, the streak didn't look as nearly as bad back then, and two, like the success had come, you know, it had been plentiful, and so I think you just thought, okay, this team, you know, and 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 this place was new, and I'm sure that the ticket buying public was a different, like you, you had people getting into today's game for four bucks, which is yeah. awesome, but I mean, there, those are the fans. Those are the, you know, diehards who get, who, who, and, and they're the people that you want to fill this place up because they're the ones who are going to yell the whole game, which again is great. They're going to taunt, taunt Gosman. Um, so I think you really had more of a, a desperate fan now too, who was a real fan as opposed to the 2010 crowd here, which was probably a bit more of a wine and cheese crowd. Yeah, that's probably, I think, yeah, I think. I mean, it was a different time. It was a new stadium.
9: Oh, I like
2: that. Yeah, I think it was, probably, it was, it was, it was a, a richer char, crowd. It was a charcuterie board crowd.
3: Yeah, you know? which is, you know, we all love those. Charcuterie yeah, boards I do are like great, but
2: Although yeah. it was I a do different wanna, time. I do want to shout out uh, the official post-meal, post-game meal post meal celebration here today, which is Burger Press in Edina. Mm. And it's also now they've expanded. So it's Burger Press and Shawarma Cart in mm. Edina, uh, 494 and France Avenue. I was actually out there uh, yesterday. For a little lunch, just uh, sampling some of the new shawarma bowls, the shawarma burrito, and the wrap. Just incredible. So not only the best burgers you're going to find in the Twin Cities, but also uh, the best shawarma you're going to find if you dabble. Owned and operated. It's an independently owned and operated uh, restaurant by Minnesota sports fans, by fans of Purple Daily, Scorn Earth. They reached out specifically and said, how can we support what you guys are doing? How can we support Minnesota sports fans and feed them great food? Again, just off 494 and France Avenue. It's Burger Press in Edina. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Maybe you don't even need throttle therapy anymore because the Twins just want a playoff game.
3: Well, you still need it for the Vikings.
2: <laughs> that is true, and for so. some of the other teams. And uh, if you're looking for throttle therapy both on land and on water, Power Lodge is the place. Power Lodge is Minnesota's CF Moto Superstore. Since they buy more, you save more. And Power Lodge has new deals to get you ready for your fall escape. You can save thousands on CF Moto, off-road, and side-by-sides. Four, we, uh, uh, four by four starting at an unbelievable forty-five ninety-nine. Check them out. Multiple locations around Minnesota. PowerLodge.com and MillerMarine.com.
3: So the, the Twins put out a packet of like post-game notes and stuff as Phil knows, okay? Um, here's one for you. So, yes, this ends the 18-game skid October 5th of 2004 in the stadium against the Yankees. But how about this for you? They also won their first home playoff game since a 2-1 win on October 8th, 2002, over the Angels in Game 1 of the ALCS yeah. at the Metrodome.
2: That, that's right. They won Game 1 in the They major. won Game 1.
3: Yeah. yeah. They
5: spun like seven or eight innings. Yeah. But
3: how about that? Wow. I mean, I remember oh. that game well, but I mean, 2000. So you got to go back to 2002.
2: It was nine. God. Yeah, because they took they took those two against the Yankees in 03 and 04 at Yankee Stadium.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: so I didn't. Had... I
3: hadn't even thought of this though. Mm-hmm.
2: That is insane. New era. It's a new era here. Dex, who's next on Twins Ventline? Line? Score our Twin Show.
11: Go
5: to our guy Jimmy. Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy.
11: What's hey, up? Funny, you're talking about 2002. Check it out.
2: Oh, is this the the hat? Oh, look oh, at yeah. that! Nice.
11: Look at that! That's a that that that's a vintage now, I man. I said uh, the Twins actually won uh, a playoff series in 2002.
3: It's a good looking so hat.
11: I thought uh, I'm going to wear this for luck, and now I'm going to be stuck wearing it for the rest of the postseason because I'm not going to change.
2: Yeah, yeah. Nor should you. Yeah.
11: And then, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into all, all the. I'm a superstitious guy. So right now I'm going to say, like, okay, I was really surprised to see him come out with the Twin Cities jerseys. Were you guys expecting that? I wasn't,
5: to be honest. No. Yeah, no I,
11: I, thought, I thought they might have went with the home whites today, and if they lost today, they would have broke out the Tw- Twin Cities creams for tomorrow. So now, of course, they got to go with the Twin Cities jerseys tomorrow, right? So it's interesting because
2: oh, yeah. the, the Rays busted out their Devil Rays jerseys today. I heard in, that. In a losing yeah. effort. Of it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
11: But, uh, yeah. But uh, it was a great game. Had a great time. Judd, you might recognize where I am. You know where I am. The glove shop. You bet. So uh, it was a great Jimmy's time. glove shop. That's yeah. awesome.
2: So uh, and,
3: and look at be, behind him too. You you got a Carew Oliva. Those are like oh, wow. vintage. Those are super cool.
2: Dude, are you? Is this a phone or like? Can you give us just? Can you give us a little twirl around the glove shop real quick here, Jimmy? Oh heck
11: yeah! I I, I always am a little leery. I don't want to get any free pub, but I'll take it if I can get it.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's fine with us. Away, man. No, tell people. Where and by the way, yeah. where is your glove shop for for uh, the younger audience that has that hasn't heard of it here?
11: Uh D&J Glove Repair, South Minneapolis. 3742 uh, Minnehaha Avenue. I had some guys stop in today. Did uh did some work for some guys. I got uh what do we got going down there? Yeah. Who knows,
3: man. Yeah. Master yes. glove repairman. Seriously, this guy can I actually had to uh, get
11: this on camera. Actually, had Paul Molitor stop into the shop, which was kind of cool. Ooh,
3: nice. They
2: kept show- so the ESPN camera showed Paul about three times during. They showed at first it was like let's show Paul, and he's I think he was hanging out with like his kid or something. Sure, you know Minnesota legend. And then uh, the next pitch was like a little line drive up the middle, and Julian was unable to jump and make the catch. And they cut back to Molitor, and he's just like shaking his head.
11: <laughs> this, is- this is for Jud. This is for Judd. <laughs>
2: Real little replacements. All the replacements, replacements, yeah. Oh, heck
11: yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a great night. I'm looking forward to the rest of the rest of the series, and hopefully uh, I, I think I'm in the same boat as uh, your colleague Patrick Ricey. I it can't go to three. got to end this tomorrow.
2: Yeah, let's, I'm with let's, you on that. Let's you know, tomorrow. I think if if and yeah, and I I love Jose Barrios. He's a wonderful human, but I think all of us feel pretty comfortable with that matchup. A, a left-handed heavy lineup, Jose Barrios. We've seen him in action once in a while in big spots. You know? and
11: the new and the new Twin City jerseys. So yeah, it, you got to keep them. Yep,
5: we got. I agree them. with you on that.
2: Yeah.
5: All right, so awesome, thanks, Jimmy. See, Jimmy. Hey, thank you.
2: Thank Jimmy. you. Jimmy. Appreciate it. Jimmy's a great guy. Who do we got next year?
5: Let's go to uh, Devin next. Devin, what's
12: up?
2: Hey, what's up, guys? You got me? Yeah, dude, yes, we got you.
5: Hey, so um,
12: I don't know. I always try to be the positive guy, but man, I was even starting to get worn down. I was like, shoot, are we ever gonna shake this streak? I mean, I uh, I was born in '97. I can actually remember when I became a Twins fan because I started as a Yankees fan. My godfather bought me all this Yankees stuff, and I went to a game the last year of the Metrodome in 2009, and of all people, Michael Kadire hit for the cycle and inspired <laughs> me to be a Twins fan. So wow, here we are now.
2: Cuddy. What, Amazing, 14 man.
12: years later, finally got to see a postseason win? yeah, That's
1: awesome. So you,
2: so you bailed on the Yankees in the middle of all this to be yeah, a Twins Ted. fan?
12: 10-year-old me did not know the choice he was making at that yeah.
13: time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and no, then I think there's something fitting about Michael Kay and Alex Rodriguez on the call for the game that winds up ending the streak.
13: Oh, yeah,
5: definitely. Agreed.
2: And a A-Rod, A-Rod was, was I thought he was, he was insightful awesome. today. He thought that the Twins were picking up some. So he thought Gausman was tipping his pitches. I was, I literally his, was coming his, on his, to uh, ask splitty. what you
12: guys thought about that and if Judd saw it from the stadium, if he could pick up any of
3: that. Well, Thanks, the thing that um, – so I I think A-Rod uh, – and I, I was going back and forth on Twitter with – Doogie. Uh, Doogie. <laughs> Doogie. it's over. 18 years, it's over.
10: Doogie. 19 years.
3: 19 years, it's 19 over. 19 years, yeah. Don't short him. 19 years. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's over. Years.
12: It was a very happy clubhouse, Mr. All I
3: bet it was. I hope they didn't spray champagne yet. They'll hold that. Hold the champagne. <laughs> no, hold I the Dukes beer, okay? I wouldn't and Dallas Keuchel going crazy. All right. <laughs> All right. See you, Dukes. Um. So I I got a tweet about that. Uh. And I said so. I saw a, a- Rod was here for the workout on on um what day? day is it Monday, and he was talking to people from both teams. So my guess is that he was he was tipped off that uh, a year ago. At, in Toronto, when Gosman got hit hard by the Twins, that was the storyline. In, in yeah. fact, I think I think all the game stories were based on, on the fact that he was tipping the splitter. And mm-hmm. so I wonder if Alex got it from that. But the one thing I will say is, if you watch Gosman's routine, he definitely has like he flares the glove out. Like there would be big time tells. He he does a lot of moving and he's a rocker. and uh, yeah he
2: fact, is and, he's lot. and he also.
3: Does this with the glove? So my guess is he very well might have something before he throws the splitter that tells them the splitter is coming.
2: The more you do, the more that there's. It's like tells. it's like the poker ta- the poker player at the table that talks a lot. Yep. you know, it's like the more you talk, the more information you're giving away. Pablo Lopez, I was kind of watching him when A. Rod brought up the tipping thing. I started paying attention more to Pablo Lopez. He is very stoic and strategic about about especially like you know. So he he grips. He'll do like the um, the off-speed pitch grip because it's harder to get all your fingers around if you're digging in your glove without flaring your glove, right? Sure. So they they might have picked something up, but A-Rod was saying, Twins hitters, Gausman was throwing some of the nastiest splitters on the very edge of the bottom of the strike zone that dive down or kind of dive in on their feet, their ankles, and and he was saying, look at Twins hitters' body language; they're not even like offering or flinching at that pitch. Right. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's a 96-mile-an-hour four-seam fastball, and Royce Lewis is on it and puts it into the seats for a second home run, right? So they mm-hmm. might have picked something up. And then the fact that Gausman got so frustrated at the umpire and, uh, the and, pitch he, and he throws the, the, the pitch count <laughs> thing, right? Yeah.
3: But you know what? <laughs> it's pretty if, hilarious. If, if he did that a year after the Twins clearly picked up Patel, if he did that again, one, good for the Twins, and two, it's all his fault. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, if you don't fix that for a playoff game and do something for deception purposes, then I, I like how we are. I think it's intriguing in baseball how we sometimes talk about this. Like, they might be seeing something. It's like, that's the whole point of the game. It's not cheating.
2: But if you don't, the thing is, like, if you don't know what you're doing, then there, you can't fix it. He And that's where you start to get in your head, too. You're like, do they, do they, right. know. Do they know something? Like, should I not throw this pitch anymore? It's, uh, yeah.
5: And he was, I mean. Don't get me wrong. The thing was moving, but he wasn't close. Uh, like, he was bouncing. I mean, credit to Kirk, uh, the catcher for the Blue Jays. Yep. He wasn't close on half of those things. And they Peter were bouncing Rupke. a foot in front of the plate, and he stopped a lot of them. But it- so then, anytime, obviously, the splitter becomes that bad and you're sitting fastball, you got one coming, no problem, belt high. And that's why Royce Lewis popped two
2: of them. Real quick, I see a couple comments, too, that uh, like MN Twins 28A fraud has no business calling people out as cheaters. No one's accusing the twins of cheating. No, that's my point. was the- no. no. This is all if – you, if you can – if a pitcher is flaring his glove or tipping his pitches, we're not talking about the Astros That's, banging trash cans here. This yeah. is, like, right. all within the confines of what's yeah. acceptable in baseball. Yeah. So. Absolutely. All right, let's keep rocking. We're, like, an hour into this Twins so, celebration. This Who we got next? Jacob.
0: Jacob, what's up, pal? Gentlemen, how are we doing? Can you hear me?
2: We got yes, you, sir. man. Yeah.
0: So I, so I was born in 2001. Wow. The, the highlights of my Twins watching lives – was the 2009 AL Central tiebreaker game. That yeah. game was insane. That, that Chris Handel documentary, I remember, like, that was one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. And him kind of, like, talking about that kind of just, like, reignited that memory. And then the other one was Miguel Sano hitting a Grand Slam off of the Indians in 2019. So, you know, yeah. two pretty, like, I mean, 163 was amazing, but that Grand Slam against the Guardians, like, it's just, it feels so good to watch this team win a playoff game. And I guess I have a couple of things I want to ask you guys. What I really liked when Johan Duran came in the ninth is they threw five straight curveballs to start. Didn't throw, because I think Kevin Kiermaier was, he was looking for a fastball, it looks like. And he just sat there and just deceived him. And that's yeah. what I really liked. And then another thing, um, in the sixth inning, I think, Matt Chapman was up when Louis Varlin came in. And we might see Lou tomorrow because that was the only pitch he threw. Mm. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how nervous were you guys when uh, he hit that and Michael A. Taylor was walking to the uh, was running into the warning track? I'm just curious.
2: I thought it was off the wall, almost certainly, uh, but I don't. I I don't know. Louis Varlin still. I just I feel confident when he's out there throwing 99, so it, it wouldn't it wouldn't prevent me from wanting him back in a game at some point in this series. I was much more nervous when Griffin Jacks came in than when Louis Varlin came.
0: Oh yeah. In. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah. Declan was uh, probably like. That over there after that leadoff double from Vlad Jr. Then no, that he was straight nails after that. I was very, I was very happy with Griffin Jacks how he performed after that. So and that's
3: Vlad. Vlad was pumped too. Like he got to second base, he was fist pump pumping and, mm-hmm. and and Jacks to his credit settled down immediately he did. and was outstanding. Um, when, when Chapman hit the ball at first, I thought it was off the wall. But other than Royce today, the ball didn't really travel that that well mm-hmm. and. And I have, yeah, and I have, um, I do have a ton of faith. I mean, Taylor is really good out there. And look, between Kepler and Taylor, they get to a lot. So I actually felt pretty good uh, about the fact that that ball might be caught. And he, I mean, he, he made the catch look fairly simple, I thought. I just appreciate the the fact that it wasn't like it's a that's a ball that the Twins have had plenty of guys not named Byron Buxton, i.e. AJ Cave. Yeah, n- not catch.
2: The real work there was his speed and then his yep. ability to not freak out when he got to the warning track and the wall. Like he just did a brilliant job. First yep. of all, like you got to be fast enough to get there so you can calmly make the catch. A lot of guys would be running full speed and have to crash into the fence. So just like the grace Great that point. he made that catch with. He made that look so much easier than a lot of other outfielders probably would.
3: He's got a little bit of an an ability, and I don't know. It's probably because of experience. Um, The one thing where I will give him an an advantage on Buxton in Buxton's prime is what you just said. He has an ability to, I think, read the ball more so that he doesn't. I mean, he does crash in defenses occasionally. It doesn't feel like he crashes in defenses at the speed or at the magnitude Buxton did.
2: Yeah, because you're right about that. Is there a stat for that on like Fangraphs? Full speed crashes into fences. I would say you're well, probably
3: right. Well, if there's if there's not, there should be now because we just <laughs> came up with
2: it. It's a new metric. Yes, uh, let's keep rocking here on the Score North Twin Show, Score North YouTube channel. Click that hey guys, like button and the me? subscribe button. Yeah, we got yeah, you, what's Jake. Jake. What's Perfect. up, man?
13: Going okay, man. I am just like I'm so full of uh, this brought back a ton of memories for me. Uh, as, a, as a as a the, the twins were like. When I was between ages four and like twelve, the twins were like I was. I was a twins like that was my team. That was the only thing yeah. I re- that was my, my my sports passion. Um, and I kind of fell off in my adult years. Casual fan, I'll keep up with the scores and whatever. But um, just from the moment that game started, the crowd was insane. It kind of reminded me of the uh, Timberwolves versus Clippers uh, the playing game. Uh, yeah. Just, just like, I mean, obviously different sports circumstances, but I think just what it meant for, uh, for twins fans to get the monkey off our back. But I don't know. I'm just like, I'm I'm just, I'm still like, I don't know. I haven't watched a ton of twins games this season, but I, I had this, I had a light afternoon at work and I was like, I need to make sure I have uh, <laughs> the game on and was just glued to it the whole game. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, Brought back a lot of memories of just...
2: Are like, you back, you know, Matt? Are you back on the bandwagon? Are you back fully emotionally invested? I
13: think I'm back. I mean, like, literally, I feel like... <laughs> I total. haven't felt like this about the Twins since... Uh, since that '09. like Somebody just mentioned it, but the, that '09 9 game 60... Game 60... Whatever the,
2: 163, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
13: 163, when we got... It was like, oh my gosh, we can do it. And then we're like, no, we're... You know, we're going to lose in the... <laughs> we're not yeah. going to win a game. But already
2: too hard. Yeah, yeah, that was just, that was the thing that they like they because they won game one sixty three did the champagne celebration and then, and then they played the next day right New York. yeah it was ridiculous so it was right. was, yeah. it, maybe it was two days later was
3: it the Yankees
13: it we I mean we always lose anything like, oh we got the Yankees we're not going to win so right. it's kind of like right. is what it is yeah. but yeah just, I'm, I feel optimistic about this team I feel like we've got a lot of guys that can play um, you know hopefully the future's bright but got to win tomorrow so
2: yeah. Hey, Jake, um, yeah. welcome back. Welcome back to Twins Fan <laughs> down, down to the Bay again. <laughs> Plenty of room.
3: You know what, though? He, His point about that Wolves-Clippers game, which was a fun game, again, that was another one where the sports fans in this town were fabulous. Like, that's the thing is, give them a reason. Give them a reason. Like, act like yeah. you – like, I yes, I understand that we as fans, for good reason in this state, can get – Nervous at times, but the reality is this too. A lot of our teams also reflect that, but like today or in that, in that Clippers game with Pat Bev, partially, I'll give him credit. Like Mm -hmm. if you go back, that game was fantastic. The atmosphere in, in an arena that for the most part is, you know, pretty drab. The atmosphere in target center that night was just absolutely off the hook. So Again, these fans, like, if you give them, if you give them some confidence, right? Like, if you give them players, like, Royce today, who just comes out and yes. absolutely embraces it. You know what? Fans respond. It's fantastic. It's. I mean, this this is a great big game sports town when you have athletes that embrace the big game. Yeah,
2: but it's just been a desert that's run yeah. dry. Like, like You're right. Give these fans a reason to get behind something. You And a lot of people don't remember what it was like when the Twins were doing this in 87-91, but... You know, it's um, it's a it's a special vibe when fans are getting behind a team in this town. But the teams have to give fans more reason, and maybe this Twins team, there is no big bad Yankees this year. There is no high payroll Boston Red Sox dynasty this year. The Astros are around, but you know what? A couple of the best players from that Astros World Series run were playing at Target Field today, in Carlos Correa and George Springer. So there's not really that team in the American League that you should be really scared of. I'm not saying the Twins are absolutely better than everyone else, but now that you've burst that bubble and you start to look around and say, all right, well, now you've got to get, get one more against Toronto. Yep. And then there, there's no 100-win juggernauts. Now, once you get to the World Series and play the Braves, that's a whole different story, or whoever might come out of the National League. But th- this opens up a whole new world of possibilities for what the Twins could do now. And, and
3: complete credit today also. Pablo Lopez came out and gave you five and two thirds, five hits or run, two walks and three strikeouts. And we did not have, you know, what Royce talks about, right? Which is the inning where he just struck. We didn't have that today. Pablo Lopez did a fantastic job. Yeah. And, and he was allowed to pitch into the sixth. There was no like real quick hook. Um, that is what you want. That is the start. Like, if if we were to have talked this morning and sort of diagrammed the the start, he might have gone a little bit deeper, but almost everything else was the start that you want.
2: Yep. All right, Dex, let's keep it rocking here.
5: Let's go to Tim oh, next to you on
2: <laughs> Tim, hey guys. what's up, man? I've,
12: I've watched you guys for years now. I remember – my first, I, I live in Alexandria, so I don't get to see or uh, heard you on uh, 1500 for a long time, but it was the Saints game after the Minneapolis Miracle. You had Vent line for the Saints.
2: Yeah.
12: Oh, it was so funny. <laughs>
2: That's right. But, Mike, superstar Mike Morris and I were, uh, I think, hosting that <laughs> night. Yep.
12: <laughs> yep. And uh um been a Twins fan since 1993, since I was born. Um, I remember the last Twins win in 04, but tonight, wow, uh, Lopez was amazing. I can't imagine I, I can't remember a pitchy or a pitcher like that ever in a postseason series for the twins. <laughs> so.
2: Dude, he shoved. Yeah, and he yeah. just
3: <laughs> been a while.
2: He, he brought yeah, you know, sometimes we can get a little cliche like A Rod does the you need a shutdown inning now, right? Like some of the well you need shutdown innings you need six shutdown innings, right? You can't mm-hmm. but but he did. He would come back all right, here's a big Royce Lewis home run, the stadium's rocking and he doesn't come out and walk the next two guys and fall behind. He just was – he was on it. You know, I was going to say he kept the tempo fast, but Major League Baseball keeps the tempo fast with their pitch clock. But you're right. He just, he shoved. It was The dude walked into the freaking stadium today with a Johan Santana 2004 home jersey and said, <laughs> put it on my back today. It's not just Royce's. Put it on my back. I thought that was cool. Yeah, sort that of, was right, really cool. Put that Johan jersey on and come in and, uh, and end the streak. Yeah. <laughs> tim you're thanks sure for on. coming on man thanks for having me on, guys. good yeah. stuff
5: awesome a few Both more left get. here uh on the twins event line side let's go to james next james what's up james. hey
9: everybody um i just want to say so i was born in 2000 so like i actually don't remember ever having any twin success it's so sad <laughs> and i got to 2019 i'm like this is the year this has got to be the year right no i so wrong mm-hmm. um but anyway so i'm a teacher too not a single one of the kids in class today had ever been even alive for a Twins victory, which has just got to be the <laughs> saddest thing in history. Um, and I explained, I'm like, okay, so what do you think? Are they going to win today? There were so few kids because the quote was, they always lose. And, you know, I just, I, I wrote it down. I woke up this morning to quote Baker Mayfield. I woke up feeling dangerous and I wrote down, <laughs> write that down predictions on the board. I had six scoreless for Pablo. So close. So oh, close. almost. Yeah. yeah. I had a rookie bomb. So Home run from one of the rookies, and then a the Twins win, and so I'm just I'm so excited to tomorrow wow. to just say I told you so, Royce Lewis Magic, and then uh, tomorrow we just got to hope for one of those Barrios classics. He just gets in his head and gives up a couple more bombs.
3: Yeah, the that's fans here. Thank you. And and yeah, thanks, James. That's a great point because the fans here got to Gosman, and I don't know much about Gosman's like mental standpoint, but Barrios. This crowd could get to him like he's we know that we've seen that.
5: Yeah, and he's got at least with the twins. I don't know if this is still the case with Toronto, but I've always labeled it. He has the Brad Radke disease in the first inning where he gets rocked mm. really early. He is, His numbers did are horrible are? in the first inning. So if, if, the tw- if that's the case, twins Dude. jump on him just like they did again today. I mean, they're in control again.
2: This is why you got to play Julian tomorrow because Julian draws a five pitch walk off Jose Barrios to start the game tomorrow, I'm yeah, or at least to this. start the game for the when the Twins hit in the bottom of the first inning. I'm yeah, with I, the golf plan here.
5: I th- this is this is easy. I'm fine like, with it. Willie Castro a has a 803 OPS against righties. Polanco, I mean, it's he true. slugs well, but he like I'll there's a 30 point discrepancy between hey, the Rock. batting average there. It's so easy. we'll get
2: here. I'm telling you what to do right now, okay? He's probably still down there. We could let you go if you want to go down there and just. Judd's at, by the way, if it wasn't clear, Judd's in like the communications room at Target yep. Field right now. They're
3: nice enough to allow me <laughs> to use it without kicking me out, so I'm in there. Uh, media communications room.
2: Let's go back to the Twins vent lines here. Twins, break the streak. The Johnny. streak is over. Johnny, what's up, dude?
6: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, Super fan of the show. I just want to give a couple of opinions on what I thought today. I've been uh, just like the other boys in the show, uh, born in 98. Never really seen a postseason win, so today was impeccable. But don't want to be a negative noun, but we can't rely just on Royce Lewis for two home runs. Like, we're not going to go far with just two home runs. The boys have to get the bats going. Um, Pablo Lopez absolutely shoved. Theobar came in absolutely blocked. And we got Duran and Jax, who really came up clutch. I've been watching over 100-plus games this year, but, like, I think we have what it takes to absolutely beat the, uh, the Blue Jays, but like when it comes to going to the Astros in the postseason in Houston, we gotta do better with Julian coming up. And I think maybe you guys know did he uh, did he walk for the this two run home run for uh, Royce? Yeah. Lewis?
3: Julian walked to to mm-hmm. start the game. Yep. Then a pop up by Polanco to shortstop, and then Royce hit the home run to left field.
6: Yeah, so basically, we had all the rookies producing the runs today, right? I mean, if we take away from 2019 and all the other wins, really the rookies won it for us today in terms of putting up runs. So yeah. we have to have the other part of the lineup produce for us, or else we're not going to go anywhere.
2: Yeah, I will say, and these are great points, Johnny. It's, it is fun to look ahead and kind of speculate on how they can close a series. Depending on how you feel about the 40-year-old version of, uh, not 40-year-old virgin, but like the 40-year-old version of Justin Verlander, I think they just face the best starting pitcher that they're going to face the rest of this series or next series today, and they beat him. Kevin Kevin Gausman is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and he's been for the last like two or three years. So... You know, I think the, the the bats will come alive if you can get past the, the aces that you're going to face and grind those wins out three to one, three to two. Yeah, then go tee off on Jose Barrios. That's when I don't know if I expected them to score like seven runs off Kevin Gausman today, even though you know they've had his number you know historically the last five or six years.
3: Yeah, Gosman was, I, I mean, they, they, definitely, especially early in this game, hit him hard. Like they hit some, some missiles. Uh, he was struggling. He settled down eventually. I guess I'm a little bit torn because I do agree. They offensively, the, they need to do, they need more contributions. Um, and especially if they get Brios on the ropes, they need to deliver a knockout punch. It can't be, you can't have him on the ropes and score a run, you know, score three runs, four runs, but. The other thing about today that I will say that's a breath of fresh air is, one, your starting pitcher was fantastic. Um, two, your young star was fantastic. And three, despite the miscues at times at second and third base, your center fielder and shortstop were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot to like. Like, the playoff games are one, I think, sort of between the margins, too. Cause they're not going to be most time 10 to five or 10 to four, right? Um, so I totally get the point, but I do think that there were things today that, that I really liked and credit to the twins. They finally went out and got a capable backup, really good defensive player to Buxton. Like how long, Phil, did we complain going back to the radio show? Right. Like it's like they always had like Jay Cave can play. It's like, no, go get. At the time, I said Jackie Bradley Jr., Michael A. Taylor is a step up on that. But the point is, we did see some very positive playoff-type things. But, yeah, if they get Brios on the ropes tomorrow, and I think they definitely can, it would be nice to see them, you know, at that point, put a five spot up in, like, the second and just sort of end his hope. Yeah.
2: Let's go to Adam here. Uh, I think Adam's the last one here. And by the way, we'll be back tomorrow after the game, too, after they finish out this series, uh, Twins and Two. Adam, what's going on, man?
1: How you doing, guys? I was at the game today, and I got to tell you, to give you perspective how clued in this fan base is, is that the, I, I, I don't want to go against your sponsors, but we know there's those two left field bars. Mm-hmm. We're empty. In wow. summer You're in lines. For- nice minutes because everyone's watching the game for the first time it's awesome so, so when you go to a
2: regular season game and i do this yeah, too yeah. people at those bars are like flooding down the hallways and stuff yes. right wow. <laughs> With people that's you great right
1: you walk right up today and the second thing i want to bring up that played by korea is better than jeter's against the athletics wow that you know, if if Jack Buck was there saying, "What a play by Jeter!" If he was doing the call on that, this yeah. would be a legendary play. What he did on that play is something that is beyond. I mean, Jeter just caught it. Did, did this? He barehanded it and threw it to the catcher in a position where he can make the play. That was unbelievable.
3: Yeah, they're they're both baseball IQ plays, though. That you absolutely love because on the play in Oakland with Jeter, you know, he had the forethought to actually get into a position he didn't belong in because he thought this is how it's going to, to unfold and how can I help? Correa was the same because, like, he didn't take off immediately immediately to back up Polanco, but what he, but what he saw was Bichette hesitated. Bichette should not have gone. Once he stopped, he should have just stayed stopped. But, but Correa, to his credit, saw what was happening and rotated over quickly. And so like, it's not just a great play physically. Both of those plays are so mentally damn smart. And I'm with you though. Here's what I loved. The fans were in this game from the first pitch and they were like hanging on every pitch. I can't tell you as a baseball fan, how much that makes you feel like part of the game when like everyone in the stadium is on the edge of, of their seat watching every single pitch. Cause it just doesn't happen here.
1: It doesn't. This is the loudest it's been since, honestly, the uh, probably the opening game when they first opened target field against Boston
0: that I've yeah. been at. And I, I'm not as young
1: yeah. as most of your crowd has been calling in. So, you know, I'm not as old as, you know, a sports dad, but uh, you and I uh, are about the same age, but, the thing is that this is the most electric I've seen Target Field because we mm-hmm. playing claimed Yankees. I think that has, a, we feel hope. And they delivered. And from, I mean, Royce Lewis, my Dude, God. It's, it's, Gary yeah,
2: it, is, Gaiety, it is, it's Kirby it's Puck 20, at
1: 2.0. Gary Gaetti, I think, Judd, you pointed this out. It was Gary Gaetti and uh, Evan Longoria, the only mm-hmm. players in history that. Yeah, to,
2: to, t- yeah, the only two players in history to start their career with two home runs in their first two postseason plate appearances. They also both then went on to go to the World Series and Gaiety win it uh, in 1987, so a Wave good flag omen.
1: Flag Wave the flag. <laughs> Love it, man.
2: Ice water in That's veins Adam. is very important in sports. Yeah, Ice water Royce Lewis, in their veins. Royce in Lewis his veins. Yep. well, wow, wow. The Twins just won a freaking playoff game, by God doesn't feel good
3: Declan's going to frame his scorecard <laughs> go apologize to his fiance oh, yeah. for screaming d- during her work call yep I'm there's gonna an go for
5: drop yep there was yeah
3: the, well yeah. i I have to go go home and tell Dawn there's a very good chance i'm I'm going to be uh tied up on Saturday can't go to the gopher Michigan game, so
2: I think there's a chance you might be tied up longer than that mm-hmm. Hey, you now know what? That this, now that this bubble I has burst. Well, and how much? F- I think I you know might want to start looking ahead to the following weekend as well. I'm and how, how much fun?
3: And how much fun will Sunday be if we are faced with possibly like two vent, vent lines? I don't even know yeah. what because like the Twins would play hopefully early, then the Vikings start at three o'clock with the Chiefs. How much fun is this?
2: I don't even know we. It's been a while since we've had that type of a champagne problem in Minnesota sports where we have to, I think we had wild wolves conflicts for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, we're dead yeah, two here.
3: different show, but that's two different shows. Like this is us for yeah, I mean, it, Vikings well, and yeah. twins. This is us. This is not Phil goes and does the wolves and Declan and Judd go and do the wild. This is the, yeah, Sunday could Sunday could be, I'm not complaining one bit. I'm t- I'm
2: saying it's off the hook fun. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out. It's, it, we'll, we have to Love bring it. reinforcements on board. We will. But, um, yeah, amazing. The Twins just won their first playoff game since October of 2004. Today, they are one game away from clinching their first playoff series since October of 2002. And uh, we, just, we appreciate all you guys coming in, supporting the Scornar Twin Show, supporting everything we do here. Click the subscribe button and the like button. On the Score North YouTube channel, if you haven't already, and uh, go pour yourself responsibly a celebratory drink, and uh, cheers to all of those twins rosters that couldn't get this done over the last nineteen years. Any final thoughts from you guys here as we uh, as we say goodbye? So Dex, did
3: did you cry or not?
2: I did not cry. I was I was surprisingly if they win the series.
3: Calm. If they win, if they win tomorrow, will you cry? No. Okay.
5: This I, I is a more emotional
3: Yeah, that's what I would think, too. For here, sure. Right? Uh, Agreed. Um,
5: no, I, I will Agreed. most likely, if I'm getting really ahead of myself, I will ball like a baby if they win a World Series. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, even though the Vikings have never won one, I don't know if I'd cry over that. I would cry
2: over the Twins winning a World Series. I think like there's there's some other factors at play here for like Vikings because I feel like if the Vikings were to win a Super Bowl and we were live on Purple Daily, Ventline, and everything that Vikings fans have helped us build here from the ground up at Score North and Purple Day, I, I just feel like that community would—it would be pretty emotional, mm-hmm. just being yeah. you know being in in the middle of that community. I so, that.
3: I think winning a championship in the NBA, NHL, NFL, or baseball would probably bring you to tears.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, neither that's a pretty. Neither does Declan. We don't know. We're not sure. We've well, never, never had to test that out. When
3: Gene Larkins, <laughs> when, Gene, when Gene's uh, hit to left, hit, hit the dome turf, it was hard not to tear up. So Yeah.
2: Amazing stuff, man. Royce Lewis, put everyone on your back, kid, and do it again tomorrow if you have a couple more uh, swings left in that hamstring. So, all right, we're gonna say good night. Judd is uh, packing up at Target Field here, and once again, just thank you all for joining us and uh, celebrating the Twins' first playoff win. We have to, we literally have to change like the intro banner on the yeah. YouTube channel for tomorrow because it says we just want the Twins to win a playoff game before. I don't think it says before we die, but like we do have to do. We have to talk to just our just graphics and art game. department here. Yeah, we'll yeah, have to figure just it one out. One playoff game. So. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. It's over my event line on the we'll make Judd do the graphic and just see what it looks like tomorrow. Uh, see you guys tomorrow after game two here live on the Scornorth YouTube channel.